Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. Hey everybody, John Gums, Dakota Grappler, going live here on a Wednesday night. Got a special guest for us tonight, and I am so looking forward to this interview with Shauna Kemp. She is the head wrestling coach at Jamestown College, and what's interesting is you are actually the first female guest that we've had in 135 <laughs> shows, so you're number 136, but uh, I am so happy because guess what? This sport is exploding for you guys, and and I think you are the basically how can you say you want to say the father of wrestling, but probably the female father of rest of female father, the mother of wrestling at Jamestown College. Yeah. You guys have had great success and everything else. But again, for those people out there, the numbers will start getting larger. Feel free to ask questions at any time during this. Um, make comments. In fact, the flow of, of the show goes a lot better sometimes. Sometimes you guys have questions that we can't necessarily answer ourselves, but the guests might be able to, so feel free. Bill and I have several different people that come in weekly. This also goes on to a podcast, which you can just listen to later, which you can find in all the different places out there that have podcasts. Um, plus, it'll be on YouTube. If you, if you see this, you can watch this later on there. Um, myself, John Gums, owner and editor of Dakota Grappler, just got done with the state wrestling tournament. I got a few bags under my eyes because I tell you what it was like running two tournaments every day for three days straight, and it was a lot of fun. And I, I appreciate all the hard work that wrestlers do. And I am going to ask the first question of Shauna. Now, I want to know where you grew up and how did you start wrestling? So I grew up in Arizona. Uh, I kind of claimed two places. I actually lived in the Grand Canyon Village, uh, which is this teeny tiny little town. And we didn't really have any sports. And I kind of just played in the forest and climbed trees and had an odd life. But then we moved to Flagstaff. And I actually started in martial arts. And I did Taekwondo. Uh, my brother did Taekwondo. My dad did Taekwondo. And they were also wrestlers. And I started that at a really young age. And I just did whatever my dad and my brother did. So I started wrestling um, and tough middle school wrestler. They didn't want me around there. And I was always wrestling my, my brother kind of my whole life. And in high school, we started splitting weight classes. We're a year apart. So he, when I was 103, he was 112. When I was 112, he was 125. It, so we kind of slowly grew uh, different and in sizes but yeah I actually I wrestled for Coconino High School um, on their men's team because at the time 2004 we didn't have women's wrestling I mean we barely we don't have it in North Dakota now but Arizona does have sanctioned women's wrestling now and uh, coach you know didn't want me always had the girls who weren't super serious about being in there and I was like well you're gonna have me for four years so <laughs> better get serious about having me in here and had a successful career in high school. I actually placed in the guy state tournament at 112 pounds. So couldn't quite keep being a 103 weighing 130 pounds. <laughs> so were you the first girl to place in Arizona? Surprisingly, I was not. Um, there was a girl from Japan, I believe, who placed in the 90s. And I can't remember her name. I should know that. Uh, and then there was a girl who placed my freshman year 
Andrea Hughes, she ended up wrestling for Cumberland, University of Cumberland. And she also placed fourth at 103. So, uh, and we never got to see each other in competition until her senior year in college. And then we ended up wrestling each other. But we're the, we're the, the select three there in Arizona. Okay. Now, the biggest question I always ask is you must have had to jump some hurdles to be able to wrestle. And, yeah. and how, how, how did that give you the perspective of what's happening now throughout the nation and what now for North Dakota? Yeah. So, you know, one of the biggest hurdles I jumped was administration, uh, which is still an issue. You know, that the middle school principal, the middle school high the middle school coach was like, oh, come on and wrestle. And the principal was like, no, you're not wrestling. <laughs> um, and obviously the, the pressure of people and, well, she shouldn't be wrestling. She's a girl. And, and those, those things, which are still prevalent today. Um, but for me, that really shaped just even me being the Jamestown coach, how I approach everything. So I try to join every committee possible, the National Wrestling Coach Association Committee, the NAI committees, everything that oversees any rules, anything that has to do with women's wrestling and insert myself in it because it always happens that there's someone who's got an agenda on the men's side who wants to bring it in. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> this is women's wrestling. So, you know, it, it can be tiring and a lot of work and a lot of committees to deal with, but you know, I, I just don't want the younger girls to experience that. And the quicker we can get it to be the norm, then, then I could start stepping away. But for now I'm putting myself out there as much as I can. Okay. Do you, would you say that it's, is there a level where girls should not be wrestling boys or I think they should be wrestling either way. Is there, is there some place where they should be separated or, or not like in the state of North Dakota, you know, competition wise, we had 51 girls last weekend. And I think that in the wrestling room, they, it doesn't hurt, but I think once they get on the mat, I think honestly, probably girls are best wrestling other girls, but tell me your opinion. So, you know, I, I don't have the popular opinion here, That's <laughs> probably fine. on both ends. You know, I wrestled boys. It was necessary for me to wrestle boys. I did not have the, the means to wrestle girls. I didn't have the means even to, to go to higher level girl competitions. So for me to advance at all, I had to wrestle boys. And I've got my, my scars and my wounds from that because being a girl, I'm different. So guys are stronger. My shoulders are wrecked. And I see that comp just across the board is a common issue with girls wrestling boys. Um, in North Dakota with only having 50 girls, that means those top girls, they have to wrestle boys. It's a necessity. So, you know, ideally we want to get to a point where girls are developed enough where they can develop each other versus having to put themselves out there with boys. But until we get to that point, so, you know, sanctioning in May potentially and um, like other states, California, for example, you know, now they're they've got a lot of depth. So those girls are developing quickly. And but until we get to that point, it's necessary, but we want to get out of that quickly and we want girls to have their own division. We want them to be developing each other and to elevate all those girls quickly. So. Sanctioning is the first step with that. Sure. 
Sure. What have you experienced with retention over the years now to keep girls in the sport? You know, that, that I think has been the biggest fear for me is we get a large level of girls and maybe it's the sanctioning of a big difference in the junior high and later elementary type of girls. And when it hits the junior high, then it's like, we're all going to go and play volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when, with that aspect, talking about volleyball or any other sports, wrestling isn't the, uh, the popular spectator sport. So, you know, naturally you're going to have people leave it, men with football or basketball. Those are the, the popular sports, but for girls specifically, it's, it's a hard thing. So last night I actually took my daughter to a wrestling practice and it was pretty much all boys, the Taz club wrestling practice. And she's pretty shy, but she's pretty athletic and, and has done ballet and other things. And just instantly you've got three male coaches because I'm a parent at this point, you've got 40 little boys and two little girls. And you know, that, that doesn't help keep them in the sport. And, you know, it almost, I kind of thought to myself like, man, maybe I need to run something specifically for girls to add another thing to my plate for little girls. So they, you know, that's intimidating. And it, it's, a, it's, you don't feel like you belong there. So, you know, the, the boys don't want to get to wrestle the girl. So, so then there's that piece of it. Well, I tell you what, the biggest advice that Terry Steiner gave the last time with girls wrestling stuff is the mistake he made with his own daughter. Do you remember that bill? Yeah. And, and he, he had said that he should have made sure that she brought her friends and, and got them involved because he did scare her away by having to wrestle boys or whatever, getting them, everything like that. But building that friendship and having, having that responsibility so that they could grow together. Yep. And Terry's and so, daughter, I believe, plays volleyball at, correct. I don't remember where, but yeah. Oh, very athletic also, yep. yes. Yeah. So Bill, you want to fire? I got a couple more. Yeah, no, I think I, I, you know, I think you hit it on the head. I think the the goal is, is to uh, you know to work towards you know sanctioning is, is obviously where we got to get, but um, and 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 I think the growth of the sport and that's what we've seen you know just south of us here in South Dakota. Once girls started wrestling girls, we see an explosion, right? Because it's everybody's more comfortable with that um, now. But I also do believe, just like you experienced, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, who we're wrestling, you know, we're always trying to, we need to wrestle the, the best person in the room, yeah. uh, the best person we can get our hands on. And, and in a lot of cases, that's going to be, a you know, in, in all, well, all cases right now in North Dakota, that's going to be a boy. Right. So, you know, those people, that's the way that the girls are going to develop. And I saw girls that were wrestling in high school, the boys state term this weekend did also, some of also wrestled in the girls, but I mean, I saw some really, really talented wrestlers. I mean, I was, I was, I was really happy, real, very, very impressed. So, um, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling that I, you know, at, at, at every level. And, and I'll even say, you know, I was watching, uh, Ronna Heaton wrestle last night and, and you just can't tell me that, that her and Seth Gross don't, don't practice. I mean, it, right. she looks more and more wrestling like Seth every time. And I remember Ronna wrestling at the Wapiton tournament here in North Dakota in, uh, November of 2015. So uh, she was she was competitive. Don't get me wrong. She you know was coming off of I think a, maybe a cadet world championship. But uh, she just keeps developing, and and you know a lot of that. And obviously she's wrestling with some great women in that room now in Wisconsin. But so I you know I think that's you know the goal. And yeah. I will say if you 
not to put anything more on your plate, but if you did put something together in Jamestown, I have no doubt that you'd have girls driving from uh, Lisbon and Edgeley and Carrington and um, other places, you know, to come and, and get some experience because we have a couple girls that wrestle in Carrington in the youth pro in our youth program. South border, um, but but not the uh, well, South border might be might, might get yeah. I mean they have a pretty good bunch of girls now, um, and I think if we had a chance, or even if it was you know, one day a week or, or something where those girls could go somewhere else and wrestle with 15, 20, 30, 40, 60, whatever the number is girls, uh, and then come back to the room. I think, I think everybody wins. So, yeah. so I well, think if you I, get them young, you're developing them and they're going to, they're going to be tough as they get older. So. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So if there's anything we can do to help with that, let us know. <laughs> yeah, this is a, so, a last night thought. So there hasn't been it's any. Done. I are, you, 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 yeah, it's already. I, I, we'll have it on the calendar by the end of the practice or end of the, the right. meeting here. So, um, no, but that's, I, I mean, I understand how you, you know, would come to that conclusion though, because uh, it does get, it gets overwhelming. It gets overwhelming. And, and don't get me wrong for a boy. If we have a, well, I can tell, I can, I bring Billy uh, into the equation, my youngest, and he wrestled for a short period of time in third grade, right? Um, I've been around the sport my whole life. He came, we went and wrestled one tournament. He wrestled three guys, two of which are, were Carrington guys. And they all beat him up. You know, the next day he's like, I, I don't think I want to wrestle, which was fine. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Well, yeah, three, four yeah. years later, he changed his mind. Uh, turned out okay. Um, but, you know, it was overwhelming for him, you know, so yeah. if we have a kid that comes into, into our youth practice, a boy, girl, doesn't make any difference. And it's the same story, right? There's, you know, 30 other, 30 other little boys that have been there and they're all bouncing off the walls and, it, and, and, uh, and the coaches are, you know, of course, I mean, they, ha you, you always have a tendency to gravitate towards the kids. You already know their name. I mean, all those kinds. Of, so it's overwhelming for anybody. Yeah. So I, I would imagine uh, it's maybe it's just a little more overwhelming, you know, for a girl that's coming in. And, yeah. And if we could give them a chance to, uh, um, you know, excel, you know, and just kind of get comfortable, I think you, uh, you, you know, you're, you're steps ahead. So. Well, and there's another aspect too that gets overlooked when it comes to girls wrestling boys, and that's the boys who have to wrestle the girls. And it's not so much in the oh I pinned her, which there's no boy wants to wrestle a girl, especially at the varsity level, especially at high school. And you know I had to carry some guilt with me, and I was a very good high school wrestler. I had over 40 wins my senior year, and I over 20 pins. So. There was young guys, freshmen, who are coming in who now are the joke of the team because they had to wrestle Shauna, the girl, and lose. And, you know, I think ADs and coaches, they don't think about that aspect. They can't say, no, girls can't wrestle. But they don't think about some of that mental and the psychology part. And one of the kids ended up quitting. Then the coach convinced him to come back. And then he had to wrestle me the first match, the first time he was back at the tournament. And, and I won the tournament, but it's like, man, I, <laughs> this more kid, like, he's four years younger than me. And, right. and that's a hard aspect too. So it's not just for the girls, but for boys too. So, 
So here's here's the next thing I want to talk about. And and I ran into this. Uh, I spent I had a lot of kids that grew up playing hockey um, in Minnesota before we moved back to North Dakota. And at that time, there was no sanctioned girls hockey in the state of Minnesota. It's state of hockey, right? I mean, you'd think that's been there forever. That was not the case. So we had girls on our on our youth teams, and, and that was all fine. But what I saw once those san- those teams started getting sanctioned, and it was and and it exploded in the state of, of Minnesota. But you started seeing the 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 possibility of those girls going to play high school or college hockey, um, playing on uh, you know international teams. You know, talk to us a little bit about that, right? I mean, that's that's the thing that I think is so great because we're just I, I know that. You know, women's wrestling is the fastest growing sport in the NAIA, and it won't be very long. Fingers crossed, it'll be the fastest growing sport in the NCAA. Yeah. So, you know, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, what what wrestling did for you as a college athlete and then as a senior level athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew when I was young, I was, I think I was in middle school. I went to the girl state unsanctioned tournament in Arizona and they always had something similar to what you guys had this past weekend. Um, and we went there and it was me and my dad and there was these two girls and they went to an Oregon school and it, it doesn't exist anymore, but I can't remember, remember which one it was, but I was like, Oh, well, I want to wrestle in college. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's super cool. That's what I want to do. So that drove me and and I had my hard times in high school and like everyone else and going through wrestling and, and I knew though I was going to wrestle in college and you know, some of it, there's some responsibility because when I, I was a national team member while I was in college. So trying to balance being in college, getting to the training camps, which I very much wanted to do. Sometimes I prioritize that over my school, which is not, you know, I've, now I'm a college coach and I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys have plenty of time to wrestle. So <laughs> let's not prioritize some of that. And, you know, and you forget that the average age or the best age for Olympic female wrestlers is around 28 years old, 26, 27, 28. And that's much past when you're done with college. So, you know, taking that time to concentrate on, on college, but the college piece is much more important now because a lot of the development gets done in college especially in a state like North Dakota, where there's not girls wrestling, you don't have a lot of development. And so, you know, from the national level and and being on a national team, they need us developing the girls so that they can go on to the next, the next step to the international stuff. And um, for me, you know, I retired a little bit young for, for what uh, most girls do. You know, I'm the same age as Victoria. I'm the same age as Helen. We, start in school the same years and um I just went a different route went the coaching route and did that but uh yeah it was it's a good experience and I think that the girls now don't recognize as much of back then we really had to scrap to really get anything and even to get to competitions so you know, and then it gets kind of scary when you want to keep wrestling and you're a senior and you're like, oh, no, I'm not sponsored. I'm not. What What do I do now? I can't afford to wrestle on my own. And fortunately, I got picked up by Titan Mercury Wrestling Club. And that was my senior year. The club just opened and it was a godsend for me. But, yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So you you competed in the U.S. Open as recently as 2019, right? Yeah, came out that of retirement. Just, that was just a <laughs> just a primer, getting ready for the the beach championships. But yeah, yeah, I actually qualified for Olympic trials, so I uh, am training for that now. It's a I planned on retire or coming out of retirement, doing a short and then being done and then COVID happened and I'm like okay well I got to keep training I guess for another year so that's great so how, I guess I did want to get to the Olympic trials how many so you're qualified and I'm, how many other any other girls from the Jamestown room that are qualified yet not yet we didn't really have an opportunity to qualify because we were banking on our qualifying spots at the NAIAs and then they got canceled so we're hoping we have two opportunities. We're hoping to get some girls qualified at the national tournament and then uh, hopefully a few more at the last chance qualifier. So do, do you know under the last chance qualifier, are they going to take both finalists this year? Is that the plan now? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. So, so that would be good. And then, uh, yeah, NAI, the, the, the national that's coming up in Jamestown that we'll be talking about also is the, and that's just the champions, I assume. Just the champions. Correct. Right. Okay. Super. Okay. And I, I see now Donna, is that your mother? Dana? Yeah. Dana is Dana. Okay. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's throwing some stuff out there. So I, I tell you what, <laughs> I, I, I did get a kick out of one that I didn't post. Do you get to see those on your side? No, uh, not until you put it. Oh, maybe uh, if, if you look over on the right hand this side. This is one I didn't put up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to see these as they're coming up. And your nickname was Strawberry. That's kind of yeah. funny. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you can thank, thank your mom. That's what moms are for, I suppose. His <laughs> dad is typing. That's what uh, yeah. <laughs> she says. Okay. No, I, I have some big time questions because it comes down to, I want to talk about your Jamestown team, but I want to talk first about your mindset. Now you have to be strong mentally. You have to be strong physically. There's, there's so many aspects. Now as a coach, how, how are you bringing your athletes into a mindset that they can be successful? Um, for me, my philosophy is a lot in development and also we don't concentrate so much on wins. Um, we get wins, but we look at all of the small little aspects. So, you know, you got a takedown or you got this. And, and really, I probably should talk more about us winning. But, you know, we're, I'm a super developmental coach and, and I approach everything in that aspect and then really push the muscle memory aspect. You know, you have a lot of athletes now who maybe lack confidence, maybe lack you know, just from even being in on teams that were with boys or whatever else. And so you really get them to override that lack of confidence or that anxiety or anything else with muscle memory and just making them do it over and over. And everyone says drill it a million times. And I take that pretty serious. And, and so, you know, I, we, we discuss all the development stuff. We don't, I don't show a million techniques. I know a lot of techniques, but you know, fundamentals, all that stuff. Wrestling coaches say we do the fundamental stuff and I do my due diligence on tracking whatever patterns are going on with within freestyle and then maybe making adjustments. But really the big piece is, is development and, you know, obviously team culture, making sure everyone's getting along and, and being good practice partners and, 
doing that. But yeah. Okay. How many how many girls do you have right now in your room? We currently have twenty three girls. Okay. And is there a max number you can have? I prefer to have less than thirty. Okay. After thirty is can can get hard to get to everyone and you obviously want to give every person enough time to help them grow. So um kind of that twenty five twenty five range is where I like to be. Okay. And where where are you finding your girls? Your best place. Everywhere. <laughs> My best place is California. Okay. Uh obviously a, a lot of girl wrestlers there. I have connections there just from the years of wrestling. I know a lot of coaches and so I just it's easily accessible. Um but I've got girls all over. Alaska, Michigan, North Dakota, Nebraska, Florida, California. So we're kind of all over. So. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's talk about your team. Why don't you start tell us about the number of weight classes? Some people don't know that. And and where you get to compete. Let's tell us about some of your athletes. Yeah, so we have 10 weight classes. It starts at 101, ends at 191. Um, and to talk about the 191, just for information, uh, it's actually an interesting weight class because men have a really, really high, basically everyone can wrestle heavyweight. And women don't have that yet. So we, we're pushing to have, even in California, their state is 225. So college is another 30 pounds less than that. So, you know, we're hoping to get to sure. get college at a higher weight class. But um, so 101 to 191, um, I'm sorry, what, what was the next part? I got caught well, up in yeah, the weight class. I started asking two, three questions. That's one of my yeah. biggest downfalls. When I start doing these interviews, I have so many things to go through my head. I start with one, I ask another. Yeah. But the big thing is, is what I want to know is, tell us who your athletes are and from, from right there. Let's go to just your team. Yeah, so, you know, our our athletes, so our starting team right now, um, we can start – you know, we also have something unique. So you're going to hear my starting team be multiple at multiple weight classes because women don't have, this is the one, 101, you can have multiple. So we have two 109s. Sure. Um, one is a senior, Anne-Marie Hidalgo, and one is a freshman, Rayana Sehagen. And she is from Michigan and Rayana's from uh, California. Uh, so that works out pretty nice having a senior and freshman at, at those weight classes. Um Rihanna was a Fargo finalist, uh, great wrestler. Anne-Marie's, you know, was a qualifier and she was actually a transfer into from Bruton Parker to here. So she was a, a good find late in the game. So, and then 116, and this is the lineup going into conference. So sure. 116, we have uh, Josie Bartoszowski. She's from Wisconsin. She was also a Fargo uh, finalist in high school. Um, last year, we didn't really get to see her uh, full glory. She actually tore her ACL, did had the surgery, recovered, and and now is, you know, going back into wrestling. So she had almost an entire year off. Uh, 123, uh, Ariana Marufo from California, and she's actually going to be dropping down to 116 for nationals, but she'll be at 123 for conference. Um, from California, Sam Weeks, she's 123. She's from Washington. Uh, 130, we got Allie Bodwin. Um, I think, and I guess I haven't, I've been leaving out what they're ranked right now, but 
one of our higher rank girls too. Um, she's from Texas. So <laughs> we're all over the place. Um, 136, Remy Vargas and Lucita Jara. Uh, Remy's from Florida and Lucita's from California. Uh, 140. We actually don't have a 143 right now. So uh, Remy was a 143 and she dropped down. So we doubled up at 36 and are just now not feeling 143. Um, 155 is Joy Kotiak from Alaska. 170, we have Sierra Talmadge, who's our uh, only North Dakota starter. So um, right now, and we're looking, we, we have another girl, Kaylee. She's from North Dakota. She's a freshman and hoping to have her starting next year. But um, then we also have Mandy Camacho from California at 170. And then Kelly Lacoste at 191. She's a freshman. Agatha Andrews, who's our returning uh, national finalist from last year, she's actually taking a redshirt year. So uh, everyone's hoping to see her wrestle this year, but I'm just glad I get to have her for five years now. So, okay. so are you using a year of eligibility this year? You guys are not. We are not, but you still take in consideration how long they're going to take to graduate and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, we're actually not. It's kind of a free year and you're kind of deciding what you want to do. And <laughs> so, how many of these girls want to wrestle at that next level? I would college? say, I would say about a third of my team is really serious about it. Um, and not that the other ones aren't just don't want to do it but it's a kind of dip in their toes in the water like oh i haven't done this yet so let's see you know and feeling it out and so one third is is really active in going to you know wanting to go to the us open or wanting to go to juniors and then and that kind of as they get older then they're like oh you know i want to give this a try so you you get some ambitious freshmen though who are like oh i want to do all of it and then they're like oh shoot College is harder than I thought. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me one characteristic that a female wrestler has that you can tell oh. other girls that don't wrestle don't have? <sighs> That's a hard one. <laughs> I've got a couple. I, I've got a sister. She's a little more feistier than other women because I think she wrestled a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they're, they're stronger will. I mean, they, they, they have a soft side to them because they, they've always had to kind of retreat back in that area, but they, they have this thing that turns on, kind of that snap of the fingers, and they, and they can change, you know, kind of be aggressive. And, and you don't find that in a lot of other women. I don't know. You're, yeah. the, you're the coach of the wrestling women, though. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that that's definitely true. There's a feistiness and there's a I – don't, I don't know if weirdness is the word, but <laughs> there's just – a, a, a need and I think it's similar with boys too I don't think it's just men but um you know I think they're better at dealing with adversity in general uh men and women in wrestling and there's just a lot of adversity <laughs> adversity in wrestling in general the cutting weight the and I think at a young age there's much more discipline developed like you just have to have more discipline because of the aspect of cutting weight and weight management where your friends playing volleyball get to eat <laughs> and you don't and you're 12. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's one thing that I, you know, I guess I always talk about, I, you know, and I, I find myself talking to parents uh, of potential youth wrestlers, right? Hey, we need you. And I always, 
and I, for a long time, I always talked about, you just don't understand how many great things can come out of spending a, a lifetime wrestling. There's all these great life skills. And I, I would leave it at that. Right. But I've kind of made a list and, and you've talked about almost all of them with women, with women wrestlers. And it's the same with, with boy wrestlers. It's no different, you know, problem solving skills, things that they learn, um, handling adversity. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of that this weekend, right guys and girls, losing, coming, having to come back, get the next best thing. Uh, and it may be right in the same match, right? Getting taken down, getting all those kinds of things that they learned on handling adversity. Um, you know, obviously they, they learned to be disciplined. And then uh, one thing that, and, and you would know this because you've seen a lot of the, the, the female wrestlers and male wrestlers on the national team at the highest level, is they just have uh, and have developed, uh, you know, a sense of humbleness, Right. I mean, the, the great ones, it's amazing how many times you hear that, geez, he's just so humble, right? I mean, the Kyle Snyders and, and Jordan Burroughs and Jane Cox's and Helen's and, you know, uh, all of them, you know, so it's, 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 I, I would assume it's exactly the same. Yeah. You get, the, you get the same stuff out of the sport. And there's a humility aspect to just dealing with getting pinned. And Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I did a lot of sports and. You know, there's a there's just like a personal humility aspect that you have to be able to just handle. And you're like, OK, well, I just got pinned or beaten against a one on one opponent and, right. and just having the the mindset to deal with that. And then how do you move on from that? You know, do you train harder, which is ideally what you want your athlete to do in wrestling and problem solve in that instance and grow and everything else so mm-hmm. what and i'm going to tell you this and i'm going to mention john's experience this past weekend right and i went through this uh the year that my son was a was a sophomore right so had a really poor state tournament and and it in and it just you just know and you know we don't know why that is right why it bothers us as as, as parents so bad right and it's not because we're disappointed in how our kid does or but we just know how bad that feels to have a number of things go wrong, you know, because it just, it's, it's, it can be kind of heart wrenching. You know, you go out and you, you lose to an opponent. You feel like you should have beat, or maybe you have beat before. And it's, uh, and, and so as a parent, um, you just, you feel a little extra, right. Especially yeah. someone who's, who's so wound up in the sport, like John or I are, I mean, we're, you know, and you think, Boy, why am I? And and you kind of look back and go, why does this bother me so bad? I can go to a football game and I couldn't care less. Fumble, whatever. Geez, you screwed up. No big deal, whatever. But it's because we know what that feels like, you know. Because mm-hmm. no one gets out of this deal unscathed, right? I mean, yeah. we watched. I don't know. I watched, you know, Thomas Gilman get pinned by Zach Sanders last night. I mean, it's like nobody saw that coming. But that's this is what happens in this sport. So. And I, you have to learn how to get through that stuff. I actually went, so I went to India with Daniel Dennis after he got super ducked at no. NCAAs. And, no. and me, I was completely removed. I was so concentrated on women's wrestling. I, I really hadn't paid any attention to the men's wrestling at that time. And I think I was a junior senior in college. I don't remember. And I didn't really know who he was. And I went on this trip and just coincidentally someone brought it up and I remembered someone saying, Oh, the guy who got super ducked. I was like, Oh, 
You're the guy who got the super duck, and he was just like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the most embarrassing thing. That, and he just, you could just see like in his face the pain from that moment that happened, and and it's just like, oh, and I'm now the horrible person who brought this up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah, I was listening to an interview last night with Kai Rochelle, and he was talking about you know getting splatled, you know, by uh Oh, um, gosh, darn it. No, I drew a blank, but it doesn't matter. You know, the guy that split old everybody. It's like, you know, he said he got done. He walked off. His mother asked him after. It's like, are you okay? He's like, I have no idea what happened. You know, it's just, all of a sudden, there it was. I don't Yeah. So, oh, Darian Caldwell. But yeah. So I um, think we've all had those moments as wrestlers, though. We're just absolutely. like, oh, man, I just got head and armed, or I, I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I think you don't get it unless you put that commitment into something so so much deeper than what you have realized in your own life. And you see, you know, like for an example, this last weekend, I got one great example. They finally had the individual championships and the two kids at the end, the referee actually grabbed their hands and shook their hands, which we haven't had pretty much all year. And he raised the kid's hand. And honestly, I got goosebumps. It was like this kid gets to experience what it's like because as a state champion, it's, it's insane because the emotions going to your coach, doing so many other things. But I saw the emotion on the kid when his hand got raised by that referee. And I saw him look at the referee for just a split second. And you don't realize how big that was. Like, guess what? I get this moment that I get appreciated for my hand getting raised. And mm -hmm. I was going, oh, my. I actually went over to the referee after it's done and shook his hand and said, <laughs> that, that was the best thing I saw all day. You actually taking the commitment to COVID whatever to lift that kid's hand because it meant that much to, and he goes, it meant we talked all the referees. He said the referees talked and 90% of them are going to raise that kid's hand in that match. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So many happy and sad tears in wrestling too. And, and thrown headgears and <laughs> everything else. So there's one. That's one. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did. I'm one of the only. It's one of the weird things I don't talk about very often. <laughs> I'd talk about it. I'd tell people at the, I'd tell people at Hugo's. <laughs> be, yeah, that's a nice head of lettuce there. You know what I did? I beat yeah. Helen Morales. She's yeah. a yeah. medalist at the Olympics. We you know you know, we're actually friends and and tough competitors. And the first time I wrestled her, I beat her. And after that, just could she just did not let it. I I kind of came out of nowhere and. She was like, who is this person who beat me? And I became her nemesis, but also became her friend in the process. And, and actually, you know, we wrestled so many tournaments against each other. And my senior year, I remember thinking, okay, I, sh I keep getting blocked to be a multiple time national champ and whatever. I, I don't even want to risk it. I know I'm going to, I could maybe beat Helen, but I want to go a different weight class. And she had been wrestling 121 and I was like, I'm just going to go 130. I'm gonna, and that's not the mindset, right? You don't run from people. So of course she shows up at 130 pounds and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is my karma for doing that. And uh, tough match. I think it was a two, two match too. She won, ended up on criteria and we've just had really tough matches and she just, you know, she works and works and works and is obviously a phenomenal wrestler, but yeah, I beat her, um, kind of just defeated her offense and, and I think I, I don't remember if it was double legs or what it was, but my freshman year, I think double legs was my thing. And so U23 
nationals and she actually ended up because it was a round robin criteria and i lost to jessica medina beat helen and helen beat jessica and it was a mess and she medina went for first and second i went for third and fourth and helen went for fifth and sixth and yeah she was wasn't happy about that one well there's your there's the humility that comes if you aren't telling everybody you meet on the street <laughs> you beat helen i don't care yeah I, I even if i lost your two to two in criteria i'd tell her i'd tell everybody that <laughs> so that says something for you no i i my experience going back is uh the first time I saw girls wrestling was in kids wrestling and they had the Fargo open and I was a fourth grader and we had these huge brackets. We had brackets of about 60 kids and I got to round seven in the tournament and I, my dad comes up to me and says, you've got a girl this round. And that's round seven. I'm talking black points. People, you should be, a girl should be knocked out by now. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's the first thing that entered my head and I'm just a fourth grader. And my dad looked at me and said, you know, you have sisters, you wrestle them all the time. Just like I needed some mental thing to go into the match. <laughs> and, you know, and they're just a fourth grade girl. And I'm going, and he goes, she's going to be strong. She's her dad's the coach in Coon Rapids or whatever. And I said, okay. And I went out and I ended up pinning her, but she was really, really good. And she ended up just out of the placing in that tournament. But it was one of those tournaments when you get seven matches in, you, you can't take anybody for granted. You know, that's, that was the biggest thing. The first thing I learned is you can't take anybody for granted when you're young. Now, one thing is my sister, and I'm going to have to tell this story, and I don't mean to take this very long, but my older sister and my younger sister, I didn't have any brothers, were my wrestling partners. And so when my dad came home with moves or whatever, both of them got to try them. Whatever it was, or I got to try them on them. And, and basically, as it went on, my youngest sister wanted to wrestle. And so we had the freestyle in the spring and she brought a girlfriend with her. My dad says, if you're going to come out, you have to have a girlfriend with you. And she wrestled the first tournament, dominated, pinned all the boys, won the tournament. Great. All that had the second tournament. She wrestled, she makes the finals and beats another Napoleon, my dad and went, wins it. So she went about eight. No, my dad came home and told her she's done. <laughs> And, and she was kind of devastated. He goes, you're going to go out for gymnastics next week. And, and I didn't learn until about a year later. And I had asked him, why did you decide that Mindy couldn't wrestle anymore? My younger sister. And it was because he said, I had a meeting with the other parent and the kid wants to quit. And really there's no benefit for a boy wrestling a girl at this age. Maybe, maybe later she wants to come out, but she he thought that gymnastics would help her development and everything else she did. And he goes, it's, it was a lose-lose situation the, the, for, for the boy. If he wins, it's not a win, really. And if, it's a, if he loses, it's really bad. And you, you, I basically just lost one of my own wrestlers to, to my own daughter. And, and going to be a future great wrestler who thought. And the kid never did come out for wrestling again. And, <laughs> and so it was one of those where my dad had to make a choice over his own daughter or, or for or part of his team. And that, that's probably my first impression going, oh, no, this is – and my sister loved gymnastics. <laughs> she flourished on that later, but it was one yeah. of those where she, she would have been tough as nails. I, I don't know a boy that wanted to mess with her. She would, she would dominate, and I, she probably would have been on a good chance to be a good varsity wrestler. But no, we didn't have it. I wish she would have. Yeah. She's definitely hard-nosed enough to do it. I hope she's watching tonight. She, could, <laughs> she, has, she, has, she usually watches a lot of these. She probably 
come right in there and mention who she beat. It's, she knows the names of the kids too. It's yeah. pretty surprising how often I uh, come across older women who had wrestled when they were younger and were just like, oh yeah, I wrestled when I was a kid. And, and then obviously kind of, maybe not the same scenario, but similar scenario where they got to adolescence and they stopped wrestling or they just wrestled when they're five, six, seven, because they were coming along with their brother or their dad or whatever else. And, and so, yeah, it's. Yeah. So, so those hurdles you got to had to cross, I, I so appreciate it that you did, you did do it. Were there any times as you grew up that you thought you probably should get out? One, one time, um, I, me and my high school coach, man, we butted heads a lot and we're very close now, but we always butted heads. And I was a cross country runner. I was lean. I was also, a, you know, placed at a national tournament in Taekwondo. So very, I was just very athletic and lean and I was 128 pounds. And my coach was like, you have to make one or three. You're not going to wrestle. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, I guess. And so running and running and running. And I actually got down to weight and had to cheat the certification, had just, you know, all these hoops to just get there. And, and I couldn't make, there's just no way I could have made weight for regionals. And I was going in as one of the top ranked girls and I was like 114 pounds and he was not happy. And I was, and I was like, I'm running and running and running. I'm running 10 miles a day at this point. And I'm, I have been practicing for two months in snow pants, literally snow pants and trash bag under my sweater. And, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know what you want me to do. So we get in this big fight and I come in, he says, okay, if you don't come in tomorrow at a hundred and I don't know, 107 pounds or something, I don't remember what it was, then you're, you know, then you're done. And I'm just like, okay. So I ran and ran and ran. I lost like point two, nothing, I had nothing left of me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, and he sat me down and said, well, you're going to sit here and the team is going to run sprints basically the entire practice. And they're going to thank you the whole time. And just kind of made me feel horrible. And, and, you know, I walked out of the room and was just like, I'm done. Like I'm, you know, now just all these emotions, right? I was just done, but ran track because I'd been running track since I was little and wrestling season was over now. And as soon as the next year started, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wrestle. And I actually wrestled 125 pounds, uh, one matches. I wrestled 119 and I kept going back and forth being the starter, not the starter, starter, not the starter at 119. And so one tournament, you know, I would wrestle one tournament and then, then he beat me again. And he ended up being, uh, taking second in state, the 119 who got to compete. And then the next year I, in that year, I was like, I'm not cutting weight. And my senior year, I cut the weight, got to 112 and obviously it was beneficial, but that was the only time I was like, okay, well I'm done, but I just love wrestling so much. I can't. No, I actually, I pinched a nerve in my neck. And so I had to take a week off. And this last week I've just been like, okay, I need to, I need to get out here. I, I need to wrestle. So, and I'm not a person who's, I don't like to go run. If I'm going to work out, I just want to wrestle and go live. And, <laughs> and so. Oh, I was the same way. If you can start the room and just enough to loosen up the neck, I'm ready to wrestle. That's, 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 all, I, that's all I like it too. I, r running, I said, track seasons later, I, I want to wrestle. <laughs> yep, definitely. 
No, I, I know a lot of wrestlers. How about how about multi-sport? Now, it's a little bit different for boys than girls. What what other sports? Because, you know, I correlate football and wrestling quite often. And then in, the, then in the spring, some of them run, some of them don't. But that's when freestyle starts. So you can actually do kind of a two-season wrestling and one in the fall for something else. What, what do you see out of the girls? What are they doing in this extras? Most of the girls, I think, run just cross country track for the most part. If they do a lot of the girls I've been recruiting have become year round wrestlers. And that seems to be a trend with a lot of sports, not just wrestling where mm -hmm. they're just going to the club, you know, wherever they're at and then just wrestling year round. So, you know, I, I really liked doing multiple st sports, but track mostly. Um, and then outside of high school athletics, judo martial arts um even boxing some just i think you know those combat sports obviously attract wrestlers so uh that that's the other the other how much, how much how much weight training do you have your girls doing we do three days a week during the season and like to do four days a week outside of the season so uh two heavy days and then the the other day is more circuit lighter stuff bands but we do a lot of bands too so yeah i really like lifting um it's something that i wish i had learned at a younger age and and i think it's really beneficial do you find that a lot of the girls coming into college have got weightlifting experience about 50 50 i would say depending on where they came from they came from texas yeah <laughs> really okay but, um then you've got girls who've never lifted at all so mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah because I've, I've experienced that. That's that's what I find, and that's one thing that we're starting to get more even at the high school level for boys. And in that is that you got to do a little bit of weight weightlifting, weight training, and just experience that because it's, it's it's something different too. This The strength aspect in wrestling is so huge. And flexibility. I'm a big guy that believes in – even I'm an old guy. So I do stretching every morning, and I do a, <laughs> a push-up routine every morning. So I know I'm – try to stay flexible. I, I want to be able to touch my toes when I'm going to die. You know, I, right. I want to be able to bend in a casket and not just <laughs> overall agility, strength, flexibility, all those, all of those things are in injury prevention with doing, even if it's just light workouts and pushups are actually great. We utilize pushups a lot. When our girls are looking weak, we start doing pushups again. So um, pushups are just over all around good. How about yoga or any of those different types of training things? CrossFit? You know, we don't do a lot of that. My team does request that periodically. And we've actually, we had a girl do Zumba once when we just kind of had a, eh, we're not going to practice. We're not going to wrestle today. And there was a girl who did a lot of Zumba and she's like, I'll lead it. And I was like, okay. So just kind of those fun things. But <laughs> my, my team begs me to do games and I probably should do more games, but. I'm always like, well, isn't wrestling a game? Don't you guys want to wrestle? <laughs> how, how about music in the room? What kind of music you put on? Uh, yeah, mostly rap. Uh, you know, I'm so out, I'm so out of tune with music of today. I'm an alternative rock like that's all the stuff they don't like, uh, <laughs> and and so we let them play the music, and it's pretty universally just rap. So. <laughs> interesting you know some of it's like okay guys we this is nope can't play this <laughs> <laughs> what are some barriers that you're breaking down with the college 
right now? Is it still because Jamestown says women college wrestling for a while? But what barriers are you guys still trying to break down? Um, travel, payment. Are you guys getting the? You know, yeah, we. I mean, we're fully funded. We, as far the university provides us really anything we need. As as far as you know, we have all of our uniforms. We have all the travel. We, you know, we can go to the U.S. Open. We can we can do all all that stuff. Um, you know, I think that the it's it comes down to just getting more people to know we exist. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, someone in town who's like, there's women's wrestling. It's like, oh, how do you not know this yet? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, did it just start? No, we started in 2008. And they're like, and they're shocked because they've lived in Jamestown their whole life and they didn't know. And, and you know, obviously we advertise, but it, it's almost like they see it and then they just see wrestling. And even though it says women's in front of it and it gets ignored. And so that's, you know, having the national tournament here is why I love having the national tournament here because the town hears about it. And then they're like, there's women's wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I know that, uh, it was on, it was on Beck sports this weekend with the, uh, the state tournament, but I've had uh, multiple people this week ask, you know, just kind of ask me about that. Isn't there a women's tournament going on in Jamestown coming up? I said, yeah. That's exactly what's happening. So, and 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 I'm gonna just throw you this out there, just so you know, it's not just you. Um, I was listening to a podcast with a coach from uh, University of Little Rock, Arkansas. Right, they got a new program a couple of years, a couple of years in, and he says he runs into people on campus all the time that don't know they have wrestling. So right. <laughs> it's you know, they're a D one D one program, and and uh, yeah. yeah, they haven't been around since 2008, but. You know, these are people that are on campus. So right, I think we. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's go right ahead. I was gonna say we. Um, you know, as wrestlers, I think we put ourselves in the dungeon, right, away from everyone. And when my mindset has never been that way. You know, I as soon as I got here, the doors were always closed. People didn't even know the wrestling room was literally in the middle of the athletic complex. Other athletes on campus and and teachers and I mean. No one knew it was there because the doors were always closed. No one ever saw it. And as soon as I got here, I was like, I'm opening all these doors up for everyone to see us practice. And so I opened the doors up and you'd get people walking by like, oh, the wrestling room is right there. And then now they're watching us. And, and you know, our team had to get used to it because they're not used to just having people stop in. And you could always see when someone walks by, all of a sudden, everyone gets a little burst of energy and and. And it's good for them to experience that. But and now we do have a sign and we have a beautiful wrestling complex. So, you know, it, I want to show it off to everyone. But we now have a sign that actually says that it's the wrestling facility and it's right across from the weight room. And so it, it's it's really nice. What are you doing practice wise now ramping up for the nationals? You got three weeks about here. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we're in a weird place because we did have a pretty short competition season we've been on the mat since october but we haven't had a lot of competing we we actually tried to take some girls to the u.s open and had a girl test positive then they were all close contacts and then we ended up only taking one girl so we didn't really have much and most of our staple tournaments got canceled so um typically we would really just be kind of doing the groove of things the uh, you know shot 
shot drilling and a lot of live and not really having to, to fix a lot of things. But we just got off this last weekend was our first weekend off. We had three weekends in a row of traveling, three big tournaments in a row. Uh, and now we're having to take that time since we have it to fix all of that stuff. So we're doing a lot more technique than we would usually be doing. Um, and, and, you know, this week today we were just doing getting underneath, anticipating a sprawl from a shot and, and trying to get things going a little bit quicker and not stopping. So taking care of in December, we're taking care of now. So tapering, it would be better to be tapering to be, but it's COVID. So sure. <laughs> we're having to push it a little harder. How about the transition <laughs> folk style to freestyle? freestyle. Yeah, you know, every freshman who has not wrestled freestyle, because I do have a lot of girls who've never wrestled freestyle, are really intimidated uh, coming in. And I always assure them it's not as scary as you think. And and we spend the first couple weeks, we don't I mean we don't even do parterre. I just make sure they can get takedowns and just kind of so they are like, oh, it's the same, kind of tricking their mindset a little bit and <laughs> And, and then getting them into parterre. And um, you do struggle with, especially freshmen, them wanting to base up. And then they get gutted. And it takes a couple guts. And then they realize, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to base up anymore. But they learn it pretty quick. And we pretty much only do laces and guts. So there's not a lot of, of technique, a lot of techniques going on, a lot of technique within those two things. But um start them off simple and, and and work from there so okay so this weekend we've got the conference turn up kcac conference tournament coming up at jamestown so at that'll jamestown. be a little bit of a little bit of a primer for what you have coming up in a couple of weeks so you guys are uh two-time repeating champs correct yeah you've got a two-time two-time coach of the year right <laughs> yeah. looking for a third in both i would assume so yeah um so what do we have? Is there how many teams in the conference? Is it like six or something? We have six teams in the conference. We used to have Missouri Valley, but they moved to the heart because the heart started a conference. Um, and the University of Jamestown is a GPAC school, but we wrestle in the KCAC because it doesn't recognize uh, women's wrestling. GPAC doesn't recognize it yet. Um, St. Mary's actually had to drop out because their school requires every competitor every competitor to be tested prior to going and that's not a KCAC rule. And so they can't compete. So that's unfortunate. Obviously we wanted everyone to come. Um, and then Hastings is actually a new program who joined our conference this year and friend university also will be joining it next year. So for okay. this year, we've got five teams. Uh, it's us, Midland, Ottawa, Hastings and York. And okay. it is now going to be a, a closer race. So each team, York was their first year. They were really, you know, a newer team. And, and now they've developed, had a couple years. They're on their third year. Um, then Ottawa always has a couple tough girls. Midland always has a, tough, a couple tough girls. So it'll be a closer race. I still feel pretty confident, but it's going to be close. So we need to make sure we... Everyone is is on top of uh, on top of it. So now, conference wise, do you get to have more than one girl to wait? Correct. Yep. 
We can enter 15. You can have two max per weight. Okay. So I, you mentioned this girl already, uh, but I've got a couple of friends that run a wrestling podcast out of Michigan. And so all year I've been, I've been seeing them, you know, tweeting out. And, and the other night they were talking about her on their, on their, uh, on their show. Um, that would be obviously uh, Rihanna. And but it, it, last, I, I know last I saw the last ranking, I saw she was ranked number two in the country in AI. Correct. So, so we expect some pretty good things coming out of her the next few weeks, I would assume as yep. well as I'm sure many other girls, but, but that's one yeah. that I, that, that, you know, we've been following. I've, just because of you know close contact and some friends that I have that are following her internationally or nationally, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, she had a big win. She beat Asia Ray, and she uh, actually pinned her. And it, it wasn't a fluke match where she just happened to catch her. I mean, it was a, a close match and um, pulled it off. And and has hasn't lost a match at 109 yet. So uh, lost a couple. She went up to 116. She wasn't had to follow the OPC, and and so. But right now is undefeated at 109 and expects a lot from her the next couple of weeks. So good. That's awesome. So before we get to the NAI national, so in the past, and I know even as, as recently as last year, you guys did also wrestle in the WCWA. Correct. Right. And are you no longer wrestling in the WCWA or did that tournament not happen this year? Well, I was planning on wrestling in it, okay. but, it's kind of, it's kind of a mess. I don't know. Um, there hasn't been a lot of communication about if it is or isn't going to happen. I actually, I served as the vice president on that board and I resigned because I had to do the concert on the NAI stuff. And, and so I don't know if it happens, I'm hoping to take them. And it was talked about being in April, but if it doesn't, okay. then, then, you know, then I think it's done probably. So. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I know that when, you know, there was first some discussion of the NAI national two years ago, which this is this tournament. I, I, I'm just waiting to see what happens this year, right? Two years ago, we're going to have it, the NAI, which we did, but it, we had a weather event. Then last year, we had a pandemic. And then I, I don't know if this year we're going to have murder hornets or what's coming. But, but <laughs> this year, I think it's going to be good. I think, I think we're, think we're, 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 we're going to be just fine. We've covered all of the bases. So I think we're in the clear. I think, I mean, I, if it's not, then it's almost like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if Jamestown's the place, but we actually hope to host the tournament Forever. as long as NAI will let us. So that'd be awesome. Plan. Yep. So tell us about the, the schedule. Uh, that's uh, March 12th and 13th and, and how many teams are coming and, and what to expect. Yeah, so 34 teams are coming. Uh, it looks like approximately 290 athletes. So um, the men's tournament is 240, and we're we're at 290. So it's going to be a lot of wrestling. Um, it starts on Friday, two-day tournament. We start at 10 on Friday. And we're doing it a little different this year because of COVID. So we're going to wrestle uh, the five biggest brackets the first session, and then the five smallest brackets, the second session. So not necessarily 101, 101, but we'll look at the bracket size. And then, uh, and then once they're done, they'll leave. And then, and each, each weight class will be assigned a mat, which is actually kind of nice from the athlete side. It was always nice. And it was like, okay, I'm on mat one. <laughs> so, right. um, so we'll have four sessions Friday, uh, 
10 and then that'll roll into whenever the they kind of get done and then an afternoon session starting at five and then friday it starts up with the semis at 10 a.m or saturday i'm sorry at 10 a.m and then the finals will be at seven on saturday night so and awesome. it'll be on flow wrestling and it'll be on beck television and on beck correct yep john yeah. will be broadcasting so <laughs> that would be good um and I'll throw my hat in the ring. If there's anything you need, you let me know. Um, I'm not too far away, and I'll be there anyway. So if you need help <laughs> for something, you let me know. I I can jump in and and, uh, and help. If there's, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things to do. So yeah, we always need reach help out. with the national tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we got that, and then after that, then we're if last chance qualifier. We know where that's going to be yet. We do not. I actually just talked to terry last week because i had seen uh, you know obviously the olympic trials got moved to texas and i hadn't seen what was going to happen with last chance qualifier and um they don't have a location yet so wherever it is we'll be there hopefully it's like in sioux falls (laughs) right that'd be great that'd be a good spot for it yeah yeah um legends of gold legends of gold yeah yeah so and then after that olympic trials and and get as many girls as you can to that including yourself yeah. So what uh, weight class will you be wrestling at the Olympic trials? Uh, 57. So I actually was 53 and I lost a lot of weight. And then I think I had the being a mom was really small. And then I put on a whole bunch of muscles. <laughs> now I'm back to, I mean, my college weight was 55, 59. So I'm, I've just put the muscle mass back on. Yep. So I'll be at Good. 57. Now you did great have- weight. Do you have two daughters? I saw you run around the tournament. Are those you was your two little yep, ones? Yeah, I with have you? two two daughters. Yeah, <laughs> five and two. Archer okay. will be three in uh, in May. So okay, I started wrestling ten months after having her. Started retraining ten mu- when she was ten months old. So yeah, Good. that's that's how you take the baby fat off. <laughs> yep. it, it, it really is how you do that and eat a lot of protein and not very many calories yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps too. i need to have a kid to get rid of some of my weight yeah. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. i feel like people go the other way they have the kids and then they gain the weight and i was like nope not, i'm gonna lose all of the weight so yeah I, it's, it's unique and i hope you you know have great success with your daughters too hopefully that this sport does something wonderful for the, them too. Yeah. Well, I, we should throw this out there for, for, we know that you guys are going to be one of the top teams in the country in the NAIA. Um, and, and we do want everybody to know that there's a program at the university of Jamestown, but it's, a, it's been a successful program up to this point. It's not just another program, right? You guys were third at the WCW right. last year, uh, had seven all Americans. And I'm sure you're looking for that type of success in the NAIA also. So it's, it's, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, the process and and how it's going and and that we just want to kind of go along. But you guys have been very successful. It's been great. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'd like to see that same success out of the men's side in Jamestown also. Um, yeah. But you guys are doing great. Doing you know when you watch uh, women's events from around the country, and I've watched them you know for years. Um, and the, you know they all. I mean Jamestown's always talked about very highly so it's it's great to have you guys here in the state yeah would, i'm happy to be here in north dakota especially with this winter especially happy so it's been pretty good <laughs> it's been pretty well good. do you ever experience 20 below 24 below 
Not, no. <laughs> it wasn't Aberdeen very much fun wasn't even that me. cold, I don't think. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we do a thing on here called Rapid Fire for the last questions because we've, we've been over an hour here already. You've been a wonderful guest. But I, <laughs> I ask questions, and they're personality-type questions, and I put them up on, this, on the screen, and we call them, of course, the, the Rapid Fire questions, if you can see those. Okay, yeah. so first one comes up. Gatorade or Powerade? Powerade. Powerade because of the sugar. I <laughs> and what color? Blue. A blue. Okay. Not <laughs> and, and are you mad when you get the diet one? Oh no. <laughs> they don't yeah. taste the same. Because <laughs> I, I tell you what, when I get the zero one, I'm going, ah, oh, it's just not quite. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next question. Popsicles or dilly bars? Oh, uh, dilly bars for sure. That's my downfall. Now, on their dilly bar, do you eat the chocolate off or do you just take a big bite? I take a big bite, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, this has got to change this a little bit. Are you a mama's girl <laughs> or a rebel? <laughs> I would say oh, I'm both, but I was a rebel, but also, I guess I was a daddy's girl, but. Okay. <laughs> That's how I could have questioned that. Okay. I'm going to have to change that in the future. There we go. Daddy's girl. Okay, fast-paced or consistently slow? Oh, um, shoot, I don't know. I'm both, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, usually what the question ends up being is they, how do you want your athletes to be? You know, I think I would want them to be more consistent and slow than fast-paced and rigid, so... Okay, very good, because it goes right with this next one. For you as an athlete, were you a physical athlete or a mental athlete? Uh, I was physically very in shape, but my success came from the mental side. Okay. How about your athletes? What would you want to see? Uh, mental. Definitely. Mental side, handle their anxiety and everything else. Okay. Your favorite holiday? Christmas. <laughs> my Christmas tree's still up, but that's because it's wrestling season. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, I'll leave it up all year. Okay. Now, I should actually ask this one different, Bill. You know the next question? This one right here, probably on the women's side. But are, would you oh. rather be a, a Dan Gable or Kale Sanderson? Kale Sanderson. You could say Helen. <laughs> you could say. <laughs> what's, in, yeah. what's interesting is we talked to a lot of guys and a lot of old school people put up the Dan Gable. We've had a few Kales in there, but they go old school a lot. Okay, your favorite number? Uh, well, I three and or nine or 39. I can't <laughs> pick one of them, so. Okay. Is there is there a reason for any of those numbers? No. Just I liked it when I was young, and that that's what it's been. Well, so. yep. What we find a lot of times out of wrestlers is two for takedown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. And you might have already answered this. Best wrestler you ever wrestled? Yeah. In high, in high school and maybe internationally. Um. Well... I would actually say, uh, and I can't pronounce her name. She's from Canada, Rosari, or, or I, I should know this, but man, she kicked my butt. She teched me, <laughs> and uh, I would say it was Helen, but I have close matches with Helen. So, uh, and in high school, I would say uh, this kid, uh, 
he was from Snowflake High School and he kicked my butt too and teched me and just had my number. So um, Xavier was his name. Okay. Any habit you learned in wrestling that you still do today? Yeah, I cannot for the life of me fill up a glass of water, which is a t terrible thing to say, but man, I just can't like in my kids are like, mom, can I have some water? And I'll put like this much in it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's awesome. That's a bad choice. Yeah. Mine is I was still weigh in every day. <laughs> it's I got sad. over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I also drink water when I do like it's going out of style. Like I, so I drink because I, I withheld a lot of water too. I didn't know how to do that. And, and that is it for the questions. You have hey, any you got to put this one comment down there across the okay. bottom. Okay. I got to go to the back, to the back to the comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. He knows me best. <laughs> I That's think you've been, you've been exposed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I do have one question. Tell me about beach wrestling. Oh, yeah. Beach so wrestling probably, probably should just fill it in, right? So in 2019, you won the gold at the beach wrestling tri US trials. Oh, I did but, win gold at US trials. At yeah. the trials, and then you went to the Worlds, and that was in Cutter? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, however you say it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you got bronze there. I got bronze so there, tell yeah. Us about, tell us about the sport. Yeah, so beach wrestling is it's a really fun sport, actually. Uh, it's basically takedown wrestling. Um, different aspect. Obviously, you're in the sand. It's a lot of pushing and a lot of being able to stay on your feet. Um, a feet to back ends the match. So, uh, you know, I would say less conditioning, but much more muscle endurance. endurance. Um, it's great. You know, you get to go outside. Wrestlers are so used to being inside, wearing all of our sweatshirts and all of our stuff, and then... You're like, oh, let's go outside in the sun. And and it's, you know, honestly, I, I'm hoping I can, as I get older, just to keep beach wrestling. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, you know, you can't touch your knees, which is a new aspect. And, you know, you, uh, I'm, snap singles are my thing. And I was like, oh, beach wrestling, perfect. I don't have to, I can just grab their leg and run them over. And then it's over. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yep. great. Are, yep. are there periods in that? Are there time, basically, or is it till till death, basically, until you yeah. go on your back? Too, there is there is periods. Um, it's pretty similar to freestyle as far as periods, but uh, quite honestly, it doesn't ever go. <laughs> I mean, with it being so simple, I mean, first person to three or a feet to back, which is three, um, it it ends pretty quick. So, I don't think I've been to the end of a, a beach wrestling match. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I got kind of intrigued. I, was, I remember Reese Humphrey went and wrestled in a, you know, in a beach term. I thought, man, that looks like a lot of fun. I, and then, uh, and then I remember when, you know, seeing that you had, you'd done that right after, right after the U S open there. That yeah. A couple years ago. So my was nose cool. was shattered. Cause I broke my nose against, um, shoot. I can't like, my brain's not working right now, but I broke my nose and I was like, oh no, I have to wrestle beach wrestling. And also it was a weight class. Like I wrestled, I was like 118 pounds, like 54 kilos. And I had to wrestle 60 kilos because it was either 50 or 60 kilos. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be so underweight, but you gave me two days and I definitely 
you were fine. Weight back. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, sounds yeah. like good. Well, any last words from you, Bill? No, I just appreciate you coming on, and and uh, you know we're we're big fans. So I I look forward to the. Uh, I I I won't be at the conference tournament this weekend. I'll be at the Region Two, uh, Super Super Region or Division Two Super Region in Aberdeen, but uh, but I will be there for the uh, national and I look forward to it. And I, once again, if there's anything you need, you'd reach out and we'll, you know, I, 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 I will, we can do. I will do yeah. anything I can. So to help you. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I always like talking wrestling. So I hope it's not the last time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Bill and I are, are basically to stay wrestlers. We'll be here for the rest of our lives. You know, whatever it needs, we'll promote it. You know, if you need, I'm hoping you guys have great success as the season goes. Stay healthy. And I don't know what kind of testing you have to do, anything that way. But uh, we've talked so much COVID, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> and, and really, in reality, I tell you what, you guys are doing a great job. I've, I've been watching the program for several years since you've taken over. And this is just blossoming. You know, I've, I just hope for great success and I hope it continues. Well, thank you so much. You bet. And how about yourself? Any last words for any of your athletes, for any of the fans out there? No, just keep watching it. Keep encouraging people to watch it and keep growing the sport. Okay, definitely. And let's let's sanction girls wrestling. I tell you what, I did have the date written down. I think they have a North Dakota High School Activity Associate meets like March 20-something, 23rd, and they will be voting on it. And I talked to the head of the High School Activity Association and a couple other members, and they're pretty sure it's going to go through. I mean, they they talk kind of a little straw vote and said it's pretty sure it's going to go through. So that would be huge for North Dakota. Yeah, that would be huge. And so when Terry Steiner gets on and watches, hey, Terry, need to give you a call again. I'm getting a list of uh, all the coaches and the ones of the state champions. And Terry Steiner is actually going to send them a letter, congratulate them. So I think that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you guys have a great night. John Gomes, Dakota Grappler. Bill Holton will be on again. We'll talk. We never did summarize the state wrestling tournament. I'll probably do that and just talk. We'll do that another night here, Bill and I, and we'll have some more guests. Do appreciate you guys got suggestions for guests. Feel free to contact me, john.gums at dakotagrappler.com, or you can find my email. It's on there anywhere on the website, and we'll visit and get some more new people on there. Thanks again for watching tonight, guys. You guys promote the sport. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.